Is the creator economy a fad or will it change higher ed marketing and education for the next 10 years? This is the Education Marketer podcast and today, courtesy of CRM Prov, I'm interviewed by enrolment experts Mickey Baines and Jamie Gleason about the impact of the creator economy and what it means for higher ed marketers. Let's get on with the show. Kyle's newsletter actually is is part of the reason you're on the show today, I think. You know, I really just started following you a couple of months ago, potentially on LinkedIn, and was very taken by a lot of the work that you've been doing, research, digging, you've been doing on just kind of the emergence of this creator economy. How do you think about creators versus influencer? And like, where do you see that going? So there's no hard line between this stuff. So uh, for me, if you think about like 2012, this is where you've got your influencer culture really starting to gain ground. And these are people who essentially build a, a digital presence and just share what their, what their life is, what they're doing, um, the sort of people they meet, et cetera. And we love celebrities and we, we've done this. It's not a new idea. It's just that reinvented for a, a digital and, and social space. But what you see now is uh, a lot more, so we say, regular people getting into the into digital content creation and rather than the model of someone building up a vast audience with undifferentiated content and then using the model of selling advertising off the back of that you have um people going super niche on the on the content they're creating focusing on utility education entertainment and building much smaller audiences, but much more engaged audiences. And by proxy, I guess, very valuable audiences to marketers. It's super interesting to think about, you know, admittedly being an old guy, I feel like this is all just so, you know, foreign, right? Like it just feels like, first of all, you know, the whole idea of having, I, I feel like I'm a hustler, right? I like the hustle, but I feel like the generation of students and and people who are graduating college, like they have so much hustle built in and and maybe it's just the circles that I live in, but I feel like it's, it's this mix of what you're talking about, like this, how do I create this audience for myself? How, how do I figure out like what, what I am and what the wares are that I want to like talk yeah. about. But then I think the beautiful part about it and that, you know, the capitalist in me just loves this. It's like, and how do I turn that into an actual like income, a living, like, uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's fascinating. I do feel that there's a massive um, gap that universities could potentially fill in in that area because, you know, I, I've read research recently that I think it's a 10,000 uh, survey with like uh, young people, Generation Z, Generation A, like almost half of them want to be creators. Yeah. Now, and that's that's not necessarily they just want to do content creation for a living. They still want a profession. Sure. But they want the content element around it to augment those those careers and at the moment i can't see any university that offers modules or guidance or, or workshop support in, in that area and i'm thinking wow you know if you want to align with the the needs of young people what they want you, you should really tap into this you, it'd be like a beacon if a university had that that sort sure. of approach maybe it's like an enterprise degree or like even if it's just something like a bolt-on no one's doing it you yeah. know it's it's it, they're crying out for it uh, i'm su i'm surprised i haven't seen it yet yeah that's, that's, that is actually a good idea. So I, you know, I, I listened to this show called My First Million. 
Um, so if you ever listen to that, it's a it's a HubSpot podcast. But those guys yeah. give these ideas away sometimes. Um, Sam and uh, I forget the other guys, the other co-host name, but they give away these business ideas all the time. I think you just gave one away. Like if 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 an institution or you know maybe an OPM or something like that wants to create a certification that's like talking about yeah. content creation or enterprise, I feel like that's that that could be that could be it. I'm really in, intrigued about this for um, a couple of, I've got lots of thoughts already running through my head. Um, this first conversation I've had with anyone where I was involved and we actually referenced the term generation A. Um, so I'm feeling particularly old at this moment, but we'll let that slide. Um, Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. Um, came across this twice in, in three weeks time. Um, relatively recent Google stat. 65% of searches do not end in clicks. Yeah. Yeah. Because Google's keeping that traffic internally now. So when you ask the question on Google, Google's just presenting it on this page um, because it's, it's not going to send you to another website for a crap piece of stat that they can give you themselves. Yeah. Um, right. And so they, they need to be the authority on a deeper issue within that same question mm -hmm. is more relevant because then it actually will send people there and not give the answer itself. But the second piece that I think is relevant here is that for the first time, Google acknowledged that there's a dip in searches on Google and YouTube because it's going to TikTok and that algorithm is not connected to Google. And it is this Generation Z and A that are heavy users of this platform and is starting to do their searches within that. And the other thing that you, you, you're talking about in terms of universities aren't preparing the students for this mm. creator slash influencer type thing. And I don't know that necessarily, um, I'm, I'm thinking like as an enrollment management person, I don't know that we have to support it as a four credit course, but what if we offered that to our own admissions ambassadors, people that are already working with us and we started teaching them that not with the expectation or requirement that they support us and talk about us, create and influence people to support us as an institution or as enrollment, but you might see through that some result from that because you are starting to teach them that and they're learning how to do this effectively and building their brand and they might pay that back the the best thing any university marketing team can do right, or any team responsible for managing creators or student creators um is is to offer some sort of internal training program and you know sometimes the creators don't need it but but quite often, if you're working with student creators, they, they haven't quite made it yet. They've got some promising talent, but they still need shaping in order to mm -hmm. create content for, for a brand. And I, and I do feel that within that, there is a, there is a room for that, that, that content business ed education. And, you know, I would have done my company a lot sooner if I had the proper education, um, because we're taught in, in business that you need the product first, right? I didn't have a product when I started my business. I started with audience and I knew the product would come and we don't work that way in business. We're taught what you should do is like, you, you should go out and get like a business loan and all that sort of stuff. And actually you can bootstrap this thing with, with an audience as a, almost like a side gig for a while. And then you know, the pivot point and where you can go full time with that, that model. Um, on the, on the question around search and TikTok, I find that fascinating as well. Um, and you are right. It was Google who said, actually, we're, we're losing out a lot of potential traffic due to people using uh, social media for, for search. I, I think um, I, I'm with you and that I don't think there's going to be a huge 
pivot away from Google as the dominant player in, in search for a while. I think social is better at fulfilling certain searches, mm-hmm. whereas social media search is great for showing you what's happening, for making you feel connected. It's awful at revealing the why behind stuff. That was, that was it. it. It'll tell you the what. Yeah. The yeah. You, you need to do the research and piece yes. things together. In today's together. world, that, that willingness or, or maybe blindness to the fact that we're seeing the what and not the why, mm. to me, is this, the scary part of it. But, um, but I think it's an important distinction. And from a strategic standpoint, if you can figure out how to drive them from one to the other, from getting the what to finding the why. Mm you might bridge that gap yourself. I'm kind of curious, Kyle, um, thinking about how you think of the cre- this emergence of this creator generation or, or this, this type of student. So Mickey and I normally talk about, like, again, this kind of like tried and true CRM technology that, that mm-hmm. seemingly is a never-ending cycle on a campus, right? Like we obviously need technology. We need software to make sure that our connections are happening. Yeah. But I've, Really curious about like how you think um, the emergence of this creator generation could influence how we market outward, like how our message changes, how the use of technology changes, or like what are those kind of like X factors that a school could really leverage as they're thinking about how to how to best maximize you know this mentality. So there's there's just two things there, isn't it? Is that the marketing message and the almost the tech stack you need to support that. So so in terms of marketing um i think it completely transforms branding because in the past we've had brands as conversations centrally controlled and then cascaded down to the various facets and campaigns that go out to market but now we're seeing the move to creators and others representing your brands that the brand almost becomes like a a platform to raise the, the customer voice and that requires like a very different model to, to think about branding but anecdotally, I, I've been working with several agencies and they, they, they're working on branding projects. And one of the things they're trying to get their head around is how they incorporate the idea of how creators speak about brands and the relationship between creators and brand into those documents, like tone of voice and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the power almost, uh, and the control almost shifts from, um, like the, the, the brand and having that real good center control panel out into the individual's talking talking about it so the the future of like marketing at least over the next few years i think is very much focused on relationships with, with those who have access to to audience because I, I just don't think the the old command and control style of, of branding is gonna endure in in the environment that we have sure. the the second the second area of technology and how it, it, it integrates w- with this i think the number one challenge of all of these creator led initiatives campaigns whatever you want to call them uh, and all of the native publishing stuff as well and you know like rather than building presence on websites building presence in in channels mm-hmm. it, it raises up a real problem around attribution tracking uh measurement and you know, in the past, our CRMs have been been good at showing us where where leads come from. Some are better implemented than others. A lot of them are based on last click, unfortunately. Um, and what what people see in their CRMs does not necessarily reflect the dark social journey that these prospects go on to their conversion path. Sure. So in your CRM, it might say that, all oh, right, paid search, but actually, 
that applicant, that prospect had a conversation with student peer. They looked at a forum, they saw your ads, but didn't click on it. They spoke in a private group. They watched a creator video over a period of two years, but we don't currently track that very well. Now there are ways to do that, but I think this clear cut, this is how I'm attributing this one piece of marketing, the overall result. It's just not suitable in 2022. It might've worked in 2012 when brands were largely still in control of all the conversations and messaging that happens. But now it's very easy to go anywhere online and get the information you want, make a decision completely independent of the brand. And yet we're still measuring kind of in the same way. So I I think there's a little bit of work to do around there. I'm happy to to dive into that unless uh, you you want to chip in as well, because I'd be interested to hear what you guys think about this with your your expertise and your niche area. Yeah. I, well, if I'm being honest, like, I feel like sometimes we get stuck in that old, like, command and control attribution model. Um, and right here on the spot, like, having heard you say that, like, I'm a little overwhelmed by thinking about how do we, how do we then, like, figure out, like, what are the points that are pushing in sure. so that we can measure those things? Because measurement is a big deal. Schools are making hundred thousand dollar, you know, million plus decisions, million dollar decisions based on like optimization of campaigns and good things that are working. And when that becomes more decentralized and harder to like figure out the, you know, the source of, of, of truth or the source of where that's coming from, that's real, that becomes a much, uh, a much harder puzzle to put together. So Mickey, what are your thoughts there? I, I don't have anything different to add. <laughs> I'd say yes. <laughs> I like uh, it's one of those where you, if you ever go to a conference and you see a panel and someone asks a panelist a question, first person says an answer and the second one says, yep, I agree with that. But the room's like, <laughs> so I think yes. there's a, there's a few ways you can, you can look at this in, in higher ed marketing, for instance, it's very tempting to measure individual channels and how they perform, sure. but often yep. it's the combination of, of media that has the impact. Um, I had a story from someone I interviewed recently and they, they were at a conference and they heard from EA games, EA EA games, massive provider, right? They've got huge like money to burn on this sort of stuff, (laughs) but they run campaigns across all the digital media channels, right? Like, you know, Twitch, YouTube, um, Instagram, but they realized that, you know, their campaigns were only effective. Everything's running concurrently at the same time. As soon as Mm -hmm. they kill one channel, everything else just, just falls as well. So you know, we, we, we might look at one thing and go, oh, that's not performing, but if you take it out, it's going to impact everything else. Hmm. I mean, in terms, in terms of the measurement question as well, I think one is measuring more holistically like EA, uh, but, but doing so over time. Sure. Um, so rather than, you know, looking at initiatives over like, you know, one instance, how did it perform? It's like, okay, well, actually when all these things were running over a period of six months, did we see strategic metrics in sure. like impacted like number of applications or conversions or, or whatever it is the the other one is and i can't i can't take credit for this um but i'm a i'm a huge fan i'm essentially a student of chris walker state demand gen podcast and he has a very simple technique that just kind of opened my eyes a, a bit he he adds a, a how did you hear about us field sure. on his his forms mm-hmm. and he makes it required and a free text and the level of insight he gets from asking that question, hmm. um, it's, it's just astounding. And the funny thing is, it's at complete odds to what sometimes a CRM software says. 
Now, I'm not saying the CRM software is wrong. It just doesn't have the level of insight. Now, I've implemented this with a few of my university clients. It's a good idea. I'm going to use it in the work I do as well. Um, and you might get the student coming through CRM says organic search, but actually the reason they're, they're going to the university is because their sibling went there or they had a really inspirational talk from a, a lecturer or something. But you don't get that insight unless you, you ask the question. So yeah, there, there is a way to kind of tap into this dark social element and the things yeah. that are influencing people, but it's not as easy to scale as the qualitative stuff. So it's, it's an extra bit of work and it's also adding another field to the forms, which is yeah. often a sticking point <laughs> for people. Right. Um, but it's a nice, it's an interesting perspective and it's, sure. it's not something I would have thought of. And since implementing it, it you know, the, the qualitative insights and the patterns you can see are just so hmm. valuable. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I well, totally. I, I have a question. I wonder if I... is is what you're doing different that you're requiring the question? Was it something you hadn't been asking? Was yeah, it something that was a drop down pick list? Yeah. So there's there's two yeah. things there. It, some clients don't do it at all, so yep. they won't ask the question. Yes. Others do the drop down list, which is terrible because people just pick the first one. Yep. or it's you're pre-conscribing what people can and, pick yeah and that's what i'm thinking you know i don't always re require that or, or recommend to our clients that they require mm. it I, I mean i i get torn on it depending upon the scenario and their priorities of, of their need to know that answer yeah. mm -hmm. um but i i can't say that i've in the last 10 years ever recommended the open mm. yeah that and and i i like it at this point because you, you said and it, it, it just seems to make sense now. I think it fits now because there's so many channels and sure, you know, just because the data you're capturing isn't structured at point of capture, it doesn't mean you can't apply tools and searches and filters afterwards to make it yeah, structured sure. in the back end. So. And, and I'm curious to see on, and, you know, obviously we can't see now, but I, you know, the long term, how do you handle two years of that da data? Like, mm. I, like as an enrollment management person. At a smaller institution, I could see I'm going to read every single one of them. Yeah. And I'm and I will extract what I need to because I'm going to personally see it all. Sure. When I've got five thousand of those things coming in and people are like, how do you break that apart and and then do something actionable with it? It's Mickey, it's super easy. Yep. You pull that field into a into a document and then you build a word cloud with it and you just look at the word cloud. Yeah, love a word cloud. But are I they mean, doing it in words? Or are they doing it in like big terms and i'm you know yeah i mean there yeah obviously yeah. there's there's a but, but there's got to be a way the world like, cloud word cloud would would give you it give you like I think the, your first level insight that's yeah, gonna right i can help direct it's them. gonna give you like your primary channels like what yeah. are the ones that we need to like double down on where do we like see the biggest investment yeah. or you know what's the one that's coming top of mind for students kyle you have like opened our minds to a whole new way of thinking here this is this is well, it, it changes because i the word cloud works but the word cloud is not a report I can see in the tool. Yeah. Like oh, that's, sure. I can't sure. build a report that says, you know, type of report, word cloud on this. I field. mean, tool, tools, great. this is the other thing as well. Like the tools we use today aren't, aren't built to capture this information because yep. yes, it's not, it's not an industry that's profitable for these companies. <laughs> it, it's dark social. It's the things sure. it's organic. It can't, yep. it can't be measured. So, you know, it's not like it's you know, Google. Google ads and things, which can be measured and it's very easy to. So it, 
you, your tools won't be there. And a lot of it is a kind of a bit of a workaround and yeah. you know, using like keywords and search and stuff like that moment to, to pull your own insights. Um, I mean, the other thing is like you, if you're getting this data coming in, you do get the idea of the patterns and what are those trends emerging right. and then you adjust the content and, and sure. things you put out as, as a result. And it, and it works at scale and it works for a smaller business sure. like, like my own. Um, but yeah, it's not, uh, unfortunately there's, there's no magic report button for it yet because it's pretty new and, and, and it's not like a standard way that people measure. People don't try and measure dark social, um, normally it's a relatively new phenomenon to be honest. Well, this has been super, uh, informative. Um, I, lots of ideas, I think are running through my head, Kyle. Um, thank you for taking time to, to share with us. This is, this is, this is a great, great start to season two. That's what it I'm is, searching I for. mean, this is like the best start to season two that I could think of right here. This is amazing. So, yep. um, Kyle, your insights have been great. Keep pumping out. Like I've really appreciated what you're doing on LinkedIn and, and having read the, even the TikTok article this morning, I was just, you know, it, it's, it, here, here's the thing I take away from it as a, as almost a lifelong enrollment marketer uh, that used to be on the institution side. I think that we constantly need to be immersing ourselves in thinking, challenging the way we think, right? Do a, and my company has a, a core value is challenge conventional thinking, and we need to continue to challenge conventional thinking. And I think that what you're putting out in your newsletter and in the, you know, the material that your content is just helping me to challenge how I have thought about a lot of enrollment marketing things. So thank you. And I hope we can have you on again. Absolutely. Thank you very much. It's, it's lovely to hear that feedback. I really appreciate it.